2: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan Akiner. I'm
3: Rachel Oakes, And I'm Michael Cazell.
2: Uh Every episode we walk you through a story song, and this week we're going to do that, although this is going to be a mini-sode.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, quote-unquote mini-sode. And we had done a couple of mini-sodes uh, earlier in the year uh, that ended up being like an hour and a half long. Right. Um, we're not, <laughs> I'm going to try hard not to do that this time. This is going to be an actual mini-sode. Uh, but basically... Uh, there was a song that came out this year. Uh, it was on, I absolutely love this song. It was in my best songs of the year. Um, it's called Kyoto by a singer called Phoebe Bridgers. Mm -hmm. Um, but this, first of all, I just needed to talk about this song. Uh, the lyrics of the song are, are fantastic. Um, and they're just great in general, but they also do a couple of things that I'm going to get to in a second. Uh, but the other thing was that this is a little bit of an experiment mm-hmm. because there's a couple, there, not a couple, there's many, many story songs people have suggested to us that, you know, we, we've thought of that um, are really good songs, good story songs, but not quite good for the show. Right. Because normally at least I, I want to have at least one kind of good take. Uh, right. <laughs> uh on something right yeah uh if we're if we're gonna do it on the show and there's a lot of times i just uh, there's just for whatever reason um i just don't have a take you know sometimes they're they're very sad and it's kind of like Ugh, I, I don't want yeah,
1: to do it you know a lot of times it is that a lot of times i think it's it's one of those things where it's like why don't you do luca and i'm like i, I, right. I don't know if we're gonna do luca um right but
2: a song about child abuse is just right. not it's, something that's that's fun to talk. Yeah, so about. Yeah, at say, the
3: end of the day this is a comedy show.
1: That's what I was going right. to say. That's what I was going to say. But, you know, but, there are a lot of songs that I think probably all of us know that are um still story songs that are still fascinating, but it's it's a different right. take than we usually take on things.
2: And the, and there's other songs that are not necessarily as crushingly sad as that. But there's just like, there's just not a there's just not a take right. right? It's just it's kind of more straightforward or whatever. Um, so having said all that, that this song is yeah we do a
3: sad. couple of pretty sad so, like like lonely boy,
4: right. He's, well, and that's what I mean. He's so lonely,
3: right. That's that's right. it. Well, that's true. But I mean, we have done very sad songs,
2: right? But there's just something there.
3: To Seems like an about. Italian Sometimes, restaurant's about a divorce,
2: right? I, I mean, again, I mean something but, yeah. like Cats in the Cradle, right? Is right. like crushingly sad, but there was something there to talk about. Sometimes there just isn't anything there to talk about. So, having said that, so, so this song would normally fall into that category. It's also from this year, which is you know, unusual for us. Uh, but I wanted, again, try this as an experiment. Um, do a shorter episode. Hopefully you guys like it. But a song that wouldn't necessarily fit into the normal show, but I think something worth talking about, and I'd like to kind of go through the lyrics and kind of analyze them. Um, and we'll see how it goes. Um, again, it's short, so if it doesn't really work, whatever. Uh, you know, <laughs> what does it cost what you you?
3: And if it yeah, really, yeah. really doesn't work, you might not even hear this. You might not hear this, <laughs> right. but but you're, you know, again,
2: it, yeah, whatever. Again, if, if turn it off if you don't like it. But uh, we'll we'll keep it short. So actually, we're you not gonna keep go... it on
1: just because you know for our numbers. But you can right. walk away or mute it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Take your, take your headphones <laughs> off and just let it play out. Uh, but anyway, okay. If so, you got a new um, puppy,
3: you want to leave something on in the background, this is a good episode right. for that.
2: That's right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but okay, so as I mentioned, uh, this song is called Kyoto. It's by Phoebe Bridgers, and I'll just tell you at the top, this is a song about her father who is a drug addict and an alcoholic and who, you know, obviously was not – caused trouble – growing up mm-hmm. she doesn't go into to details but you can you can imagine um right and so um i'm gonna tell you just only to tell you that at the top um because what this song does is in the beginning in the lyrics it does the thing that we often complain about or at least joke about on the show right which is it puts in a bunch of filler a bunch of filler right a bunch of filler details Um, Things that aren't important, just sort of there's kind of like taking up time to get to the chorus. However, in this case, it is kind of lulling you into a false sense of security before she just absolutely guts you. (laughs) Uh, And I will say, I mean, the music in this song is great. I downloaded this album, was listening to it, and the first time this song started playing, I don't remember what I was doing, but I'm sure I was working. And it was definitely one of those times where I stopped what I was doing. And I was like, whoa, what is this? Mm-hmm. Because it immediately stands out. Um, and I loved it the first time through. And then I went when I went back and listened closer to the lyrics, um, I was like, oh, my God, this, this song is amazing. And these lyrics are so clever um, in ways that I'm going to talk about, uh, but also are just so visceral and just and, and again, just like. Guts you but not in like a schmaltzy like oh everyone be so sad for me like in some ways the fact that it doesn't go into that makes it sadder because it feels more real and it feels like a person who's really trying they're not wallowing in the sadness that you know is right there it's also
1: like in in there it's almost like a fact of their life and that's that's a that's a part of it that's that seems to me like a part of this song i think you're right there are times that we listen to songs and we joke like you're just giving us too much detail and what right. are you telling us but there <laughs> right. are other songs and I think this is one of them where it does set that mood and it sets the scene you know right. she also I mean she also gives us a lot of um yeah scene setting stuff about being it's Kyoto it's 7-eleven it's, it's it's building this world and then you get to the uh, towards the end and it's 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 a becomes a little more complex but it's I only heard it for the first time a couple of days ago, and I thought it was really, really terrific. Um, and you're right, it's one of those songs where you listen to it and you're like, huh, I think I have to listen to that song again.
3: Yeah. Well, I think the the details in the beginning also um, accomplished something else, which is they set up the moment of her getting that phone call. right? Right. Which is... Big yeah. and important moment, and yep. in moments like that, you remember all these details, all these like seemingly unimportant details about looking around the Seven Eleven, like like you know, like y- you remember everything. Yeah. Um. And I think that's what that does.
2: Yep. Well, and and there's I'm sorry, Rachel, were you going to say something?
1: No, I was just saying, I was just saying yes. Okay.
2: Um. And there and there's there's two things going on here. Um, so first of all, yes, like I said, it's, it's these filler details um, that I think it, it usually like we complain about in a story song is because they're trying to get from A to B. And they just need to like fill some time in the middle there. Um, this obviously isn't doing that, but it, like I said, it's, it's sort of lulling you into this false sense of security about what the song is going to be about. Cause this also is about her on tour with her band, um, mm-hmm. which is called boy genius. Um, I know, you, you know, you wouldn't know this from the song, Uh, necessarily but i i read the backstory um but this they were on tour in japan and you know this really happened and and so you're like oh this is like kind of a fun song about traveling about being in a band or whatever um and then again and it hits you and also um like you're saying michael like it it's it's sort of like it's a normal day right even though they're traveling in kyoto but it's sort of this sort of normal um day and then this thing happens Mm um the the other thing is she talked about um that you know well you know actually i'm gonna say that so let's go through the lyrics um and just say so again these are filler lyrics i mean literally the first words are day off in kyoto so nothing's gonna happen it's a day off Right. right
3: day off in kyoto
2: The lyrics day off in Kyoto got bored at the temple, looked around at the 7-Eleven. The band took the speed train, went to the arcade. I wanted to go, but I didn't. Right? And that's another thing we would often joke about. Like, you were gonna go, but then you didn't. Like, why is that in the song? Like, just either do it. you know, yeah. you don't have to tell us that. I wanted to go, but I didn't. You called me from a payphone, they still got payphones. It costs a dollar a minute. Now, up until that moment, right, these are all and they're perfectly good lyrics mm-hmm. right perfectly good lyrics for a fun little song um well but it's all it's all filler it's all filler details it's something that's that's important and then
1: but well i was gonna say i think even hmm? if to this point you get to this point that line about i mean i think even in the in the you know the way it's sung the line about you called me from a payphone they still got a payphone it would almost be um, like a quirky, cute thing, like oh yeah, like right. we're like it's like a you know hearkening back, like oh they still have payphones, you know, like yeah. it, it, it. You're right, it like it sets a tone, and then the next lines happen, and then right, yeah, but well, that also... that
3: line stood out to me because it's such a a real moment where like these are her thoughts as this is happening, where right. it's like wait, you're calling me from a payphone because that right. that definitely sets a scene too, like someone's calling from a payphone, like there's there's definitely something going on there and, and you know, it's probably not great. Yeah, um, it sets
1: the other side of the phone call. Yeah. It sort of sets the right. scene for the other side that's not in Kyoto.
3: And what I like right. about that line, I wanted to go but I didn't, she doesn't say why. Mm-hmm. It could, like that line, in thinking about it, sort of sets up the next line because she could have been on her way out the door to go and then the phone rings and she's like you know what you guys go without me like right. she had to deal with this phone call
2: yeah yeah um so uh the oh, the other thing i want to say is also like i've um traveled for work to to foreign countries and that first of all that is one thing like if you're killing time uh you'll often go into the 711 or whatever the 711 equivalent is and just like look at all the candy and be like <laughs> wow like Things the are so- green tea Kit Kats? Like, what the heck? Things are so um, different here. Yeah, or other things. Like, I remember one of my, like, biggest memories from the first time I went to Germany and going to Cologne was that they have cigarette machines everywhere.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, it's crazy. I, I hadn't seen a cigarette machine in 25 years. And, like, they're, like, I got off the airplane, and, like, the first thing you see in the airport is a cigarette machine. <laughs> I was like, this is nuts. So that's the kind of thing where, like, I'm sure that when I got home, I was like... People were like, how's Germany? I'm like, you're not gonna believe this. They still have cigarette machines there. <laughs> right. So it's the same, you know, it's the same kind of thing. But yeah. um, so probably everyone's wondering if you under the song, like, okay, so what is the thing? So she says, uh, you call me from a payphone, they still got payphones. It costs a dollar a minute to tell me you're getting sober and you wrote me a letter, but I don't have to read it. Um, and the first time, the second time I listened to this song and really listen to the lyrics, I was just like, whoa what yeah like and it's her inflection is that those last three lines are said the same as the rest that came before it right so it's it's so matter of fact right it's this is probably something she's heard before
1: yep
2: right yeah um this is so it, you know and that, that that idea of i wrote you a letter but you don't ever read it like you know so much he's going through aa or, or whatever you know this is like a common thing that that recovering addicts would do, and that sort of like you know, I don't you know of course I don't know her full story, but right. I'm just ima- imagining like this guy ruined her childhood, right? You probably was a d- difficult, and it's like oh, you wrote me a letter, great, right? That's what I get at the end of all this is a letter, um, just and just so gutting, and then then and then the chorus is, I'm gonna kill you, right? Now that is something we say all the time. It means nothing. Right. Right. It's just a total, like, Oh, I'm going to kill you. Oh my God. Right. I'm going to kill you. The next line is if you don't beat me to it. Right. Just gutting. Yeah. Taking a so brilliant to take a simple, nothing cliche phrase that we all say all the time. And then, and then, and then be like, no, look at what it really means. Right. And that idea of like, Oh, I hate you so much. But you're probably going to end up killing yourself. Yeah. Um, whether by accident or on purpose over this. And like, and I know that that is a possibility that's hanging in the air. Um, just brutal. <laughs> just so brutal. And again, that very matter-of-fact thing. It's not like schmaltzy. It's not like, oh, my God, everyone feel bad for me. Look how hard my life is. It's just like, this is the reality of it. Um, and then uh, Dreaming Through Tokyo Skies. And then this was the part, Michael, where he was saying, I wanted to go, but I didn't. Why didn't she go? Well, we don't know the exact answer, but the other thing that's going on in this song is she says, I wanted to see the world, then I flew over the ocean and I changed my mind. Hmm. And that's the other thing that she's talked about in the song is that it's about, she's in a band, this is everything that she ever wanted, and then she, she wants to travel around the ro- world doing music, and then she went and she was just like, I don't feel any better. Like, mm. I still feel the same. Like, it didn't change anything. Um, she talked about how she felt this song is about having imposter syndrome, right? So, that idea of, like, you know, th- th- she's just depressed. Like, she, yeah. she you know, I okay. want to see the world. I thought I would go on this exciting adventure. Then right. I flew across the ocean, and I changed my mind. Actually, I don't want to It's, like,
1: literally, like, it's, like, kind of like a grass is always greener type of thing. And you get there, you're right. like, this is the same grass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh yeah that's 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 a it's it's a rough chorus um it's it's a lot to take in
2: it's her phrasing and the way the lyrics are written it's so brilliant now you can just feel the anger bubbling underneath but it's said in such a straightforward way right that it feels more real it feels Mm -hmm. like this is just something she deals with every day Say that I don't know if this means anything. Um, one of my favorite albums of 2019 was by Jenny Lewis, and one of the songs in that on that album had a reference to Chemtrail. So I don't know if that means anything. Um, <laughs> that's like a thing. I think it's um, a thing
1: that that um, they. Do, I mean, I know what
2: it is. I'm just saying it's I, just no. funny how it came up twice. Yeah,
1: but I think that's a thing that people do at. I think it does happen at like LAX. They'll go. Right or like people like airports, people go and lie down outside the airports. Right,
4: right. Yes, That's what but I'm saying that.
2: Right? Yes, but the but they're not called chemtrails. Oh, they're they're not? well. I
1: thought they were no.
2: They're like vapor trails or whatever. Oh. But people who say that they that they have secret chemicals that they're dousing oh, yeah, people yeah, yeah. with. The chemtrails is the, and and I think in both songs it's you know an ironic joke. But um, yeah, I just I I it it it's just a little hint of like, I mean, we're living in a extremely conspiratorial world that feels like it's going off its axis. Right. Um, and so I, I just, that, that, that just think like, it's interesting that, that, that little in two songs, well, um, sure. You would say that Dan, year, you're was...
1: part of the deep state.
2: <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh no, I have been found <laughs> out. Uh, God, I wish I was part of the deep state. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, um, but uh Park of the Goodwill, um, and Sarah the Chemtrails with my little brother. And then this is another there's another one where it's very straightforward, uh, but when you really think about it, how how harsh this is. Um he said you called on his birthday, you were off by like ten days, but you get a few points for trying. Um That's th- a great which line. Is, I was gonna say those those
1: line. were that was like those that was like my favorite line in the yeah. entire song.
2: Um yeah, and then like, and the the you know, the 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 way they're sung in the in the song is amazing, but just think about how brutal it is. First of all, you don't know your own son's birthday, right? That's hard. That's bad. But the the worst part for me is him saying you get a few points for trying. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're so used to this. Yep. That and they want it to work so bad, and it's that it's that thankfully i'm not one so i'm not speaking from experience but i do know that 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 thing of like you know being a child of an alcoholic and always trying to fix everything and always just kind of keep the train on the tracks as much as possible like the fact that that is their immediate reaction is to be like well he was pretty close you know what i mean where it's like it's your son you should know his birthday for christ's sake like um yeah just Crazy, So good. And the
3: specific um. line you were off by like 10 days by adding the like, <laughs> like. Yes. Right. The fact that it's so casual and it's so like they're they're not keeping track of the exact amount of days. Like this was four days ago that you should have called. It was like, yeah, it's like 10 days. It's right. it's uh, it shows how used to it they are that it's right. Yeah. You know, I mean,
2: the fact that and, and just the fact that he's like, oh, I got to call it all because yeah. Many years have gone by where I didn't get, I didn't get anything. And right. that's so at, that, at least he tried.
3: That they're measuring it in like 10 day increments. Right. You know, like that it's, it's like 10 days. It's not, it's, that's more than a week off. Like that's, right. that's bad, but they're not phased by it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, you're off like 10 days, uh, but you get a few points for trying. Remember getting the truck fixed? When you let us drive it, 25 felt like flying. Um again, oh. just a great line, and that idea of being a little kid, and this was like a one moment of happiness that they had, right that they were little kids driving a truck, I imagine like through a field or something, and that feeling of like you know, when you're a kid or whatever you're you're young, you know and you're in a car going twenty five and you're driving, it feels like mm-hmm. you're going a million miles an hour, yeah, right, um, and having that perspective of of being now being an adult and just thinking about how. You know, you drive all the time and it doesn't feel weird at all. Right. That rush of, of doing it for the first time.
1: And I think the, I think the great thing about this last th- those last couple of lines is what a way to, because um, then we get to like the second chorus and stuff, but what a way to um, sort of get, get out of the song just to just sort of randomly like go into this memory. This sweet memory of, or this, this happy memory, um, after all this stuff that happens. And it comes right after forgetting the birthday and kind of calling or whatever. And then just, uh, just having that memory. And then it goes obviously into the chorus, but, um, again, like setting it up for this sense of like, oh, then this is like the conclusion. It's still like, it's sweet memory and so on. And then the chorus comes and sort of shifts things as well.
2: Yeah. Um yeah, so we get into that. And then the so the chorus obviously um is what's the word I want? It's it's similar, right? It's related uh to the first chorus, but the second chorus is actually quite different, mm-hmm. uh, which obviously we appreciate. Um but uh but also then or we already we already, you know, had we thought we knew what was happening. It got flipped on us. The second chorus actually kind of goes back and flips some of that stuff that was in the first chorus, um, and in and in the verses too, um, and it's so it says so. Originally, it was I'm gonna kill you if you don't beat me to it. The second chorus says I don't forgive you, but please don't hold me to it. Right? She's so angry. Mm-hmm. She and she wants to stay angry, but she she can't. Right? It's still her father. There still there still were good times and she knows that it's you know it's like it's like the you're off by like 10 days you get a few points for trying it's going to take so little to get her back right. she knows it you know even even just going through the motions just showing anything is going to get her back um because she wants it so desperately yeah um i don't forgive you but please don't hold me to it born under scorpio skies and then in the Original chorus, the first chorus, I wanted to see the world, then I flew over the ocean, and I changed my mind. This is, I wanted to see the world through your eyes until it happened, then I changed my mind. Right? Again, playing with playing with the words, right? Using a simple phrase of, I wanted to see the world, and then I flew over the ocean, I wanted to see the world through your eyes. Yeah. Right? Two similar phrases, but mean very different things. And then I saw the world through your eyes, and I wish I had. Yeah. Right? I saw your side of, right. it, of things. And I also kind of wonder if that means I want to see the world through your eyes. Now, maybe maybe now I'm drinking and doing drugs. I don't know if that's true. So I right. don't want to say anything against uh, or you know cast aspersions on, on Miss Bridgers here, but yeah. um, maybe that's what it means. Maybe. Yeah. I was right? wondering
1: if was that, or, or is it this sort of thing of a uh, uh, damned if you do damned, if you don't like, I want to see the world, but also I want to stay where I'm at and I don't want to do right. either of them really. Um, right.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I want, and I, and I, I want to understand where you're coming from, but I also don't. Right. Right. Because, because if I do, then maybe I can't be angry anymore. Yeah. Right. Yep. Maybe, maybe if I understand too much um and then and then there's a an outro where she says i guess i lied i'm a liar who lies because i'm a liar um which i which is related to i changed my you know i wanted to see the world and then i didn't yeah um so which again i I mean it's really more of just kind of like an outro as the music kind of fades but i think also is you know about her just sort of berating herself right Mm -hmm. which is another thing that that happens um so this song's great, you guys. Yeah <laughs> I really like this it song. It really is. Um, she's 26, uh, crazy talented. How dare uh, she? this whole I know. <laughs> but I know. No. But it, this whole album is great, um, and it's it's, just really, it's really good.:
1: I mean, it's been on a lot of like top 10 lists for the, for the year. Yep. like a lot, so.
2: Yeah. Um yeah, the album is it's Phoebe Bridgers the album's called Punisher. Um if you can check it out, I definitely would recommend it. If you want to just listen to this song, go ahead, but otherwise listen to the whole album cuz there's a lot of really good stuff on there. Uh the song Kyoto uh written by Phoebe Bridgers, Morgan uh Nagler, and Marshall Vore uh and was released April 9th, 2020. Uh and it hit the Billboard the US Adult Alternative Songs uh as number 15. And um, which is nice, but in the year twenty twenty, the charts mean uh, less than <laughs> they've ever have. <laughs> um, but uh, so Fever Bridger is born April seventeenth, nineteen ninety four, uh, in Newport Beach, California. Uh, she's a member of Boy. So she's mostly a uh, solo artist, but she is a member of Boy Genius. Uh, she was traveling with Boy Genius when she when she was in Japan uh, that uh, inspired this song. Uh Boy Genius is Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridges, and Lukey, uh Lukey, Lucy Dacus. Um, they're all three female artists, all independent, mostly. Um Boy Genius is sort of a alt-rock, um, mm-hmm. all female, Crossy Spills, Nas and Young. Uh she's also a member of uh Better Oblivion Community Center. Uh, which is Conor Oberis from Bright Eyes and Phoebe Bridgers. For the Grammy Awards, uh, Phoebe Bridgers was nominated for Best New Artist, and the album uh, was nominated for Best Alternative Music Album. The song was nominated for Best Rock Performance and Best Rock Song. Uh, Very unusual. Uh, I don't know if she won any of these. We don't know. The Grammys have not happened yet. She's only been nominated, uh, so we have to kind of wait to see what's going to happen uh but obviously um got a, a lot of acclaim yeah. uh well deserved and uh yeah I, I, you know very excited to see what she's going to do in the future and very excited honestly to keep listening to this album uh, cuz I don't even think I've fully picked over it yet um and it's 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 great and I just found a quote from her um from an, an interview where she said this song is about imposter syndrome about being in Japan for the first time somewhere I've always wanted to go Playing my music to people who wanted to hear it, feeling like I'm living someone else's life. So, uh, she also said uh, I wrote this as a ballad first, but at that point I was so sick of recording slow songs, so I turned it into this. Any other thoughts?
1: Uh, no, just that I, I agree. This is a great song, and it. Um, I I think that you know we we love music in general. I think I think the three of us though also really love lyricists and lyrics mm-hmm. of songs and the layout of this song and the, the specificity of the lyrics of this song, I think are really terrific. Uh, I, yeah, I loved it.
2: Uh, all right. Well, um, we said we're going to keep it short. Uh, we've already gone longer than I had, uh, planned on. (laughs) So, uh, we will leave it there. Um, uh, this was an experiment, so I'm a little flattering on how to end it, but don't worry guys, I'll get there. We'll figure it out. (laughs) um, but uh, I do want to say, you know, if you like this, uh, definitely let us know on, on social. If you'd like us to do more of this sort of thing, um, with whether talk about, you know, more of a serious analysis of songs, talk about more modern songs, whatever it is, just let us know. Uh, so, but we hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, this has been a mini-sode of the Story Song Podcast. Uh, I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks.
3: And I'm Michael Gazelle.
2: Uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Uh, thanks for listening and goodbye. Bye. 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 Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him
3: on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Story underscore song, and on Instagram at StorySongPodcast.
1: And don't forget to leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to PantheonPodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the
0: story. <laughs> you just don't know what you miss 92 percent of households that start the year with peloton are still active a year later 92 percent because of a bike not just bikes we also make treadmills and rowers.
4: oh let me guess for elite athletes only right?
0: Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you try Peloton bikes, tread or row risk-free with a 30 day home trial, new members only not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepelotoncom home dash trial.
4: It's NFL draft season. And that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.